Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They've got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 343 of The Sith List. I am one of your six hosts, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Buarguel. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the gons of the Laz. What is up, Les? Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> The gods of the last. Right. I don't know. It's trying something new. And didn't work it's, out for me. It works. The man that I call the king of all pods, otherwise known as King Tom. What is up, buddy? Thank you for not trying something new with me. Yep, I was going to. I was about to, and I did not. Wise choice. Yes. The man who's bringing back the Bono glasses, Mr. Randy Le Judice. What's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? These are colorblind glasses. Thank you. Are you colorblind? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. What color specifically? Uh, green and red. Green and red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to have so. my. I was had a severe colorblind. Not severe, but I didn't. I never knew, and I had mm -hmm. to have my eyes checked for a job. And they're like, "Oh my God, you're colorblind." And it's gotten a lot better since. Like those tests, I can see the numbers or the patterns now, but there's still a hint. And for me, it's where it crosses out of either side of blue. Blue oh, and green. Oh, so you're like, proton. Like when you look at crayons, the blue-green and the green-blue, they're yeah. identical. Wow. Really? To my eyes. That's interesting. Identical. And then from blue into purple, there's yeah. several spots in there where I'm like, eh. So yeah. so Burn let me go back to these let me go back to these glasses because they're fucking styling glasses. So if people can't see the people that are watching on Patreon, um, they are kind of like a purple shade, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're like like rose color kind of thing going. Okay. They're very cool. Yeah, thank um, you, sir. Yeah, I like them. I really do. Yeah, they're neat. Yeah, they're really cool. Can you see that they're rose color? <laughs> I can now. Yes. The man we call El Hombre. And that would be the one and only Eric Schroders. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Just glad to be here. 
Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I hope we had a nice little 20-minute discussion pre-show on Patreon about peanut butter and and The Office and uh, How I Met Your Mother and all kinds of cool stuff. So that was great. Thank you for Patreon members who are uh, supporting. We appreciate it. And thank you for people that are listening on uh, your podcatcher here. Uh, we really appreciate you too. We're going to have a good time tonight. There's a lot to talk about. We got a Bad Batch episode that I hadn't been seen yet, but that's okay. Um, we have a Mando season three premiere that uh, we all, I'm sure, watched. And Boo Bits and Box Office and all kinds of cool stuff. Anything uh, eventful in anybody's lives this week? Uh, King Tom, how about you? Anything going down? Nothing? You're all good? I'm the king of all uneventfulness. Hey, don't, not even. Your hair is blue and you're rocking it like a champ, so it's definitely not eventful. Les, how about you? Uh, nothing really. Okay, chilling. pretty chill. Boo? Yeah, nothing. Nothing really to report. Wow, okay. Um, I don't know if I should ask you two up there. Uh, Randy, how about you? Oh, yeah, lots going on. Okay, cool. You don't want to talk about it, though, right now? No, I'd rather not. I, yeah, I didn't think so. Eric, how about you, buddy? I've actually played a lot of guitar these last few days, which oh, has been a switch for me. Go. And mostly because, like, the first Wednesday of every month we have a service. And uh, so we had service tonight. It was a boatload of songs that I hadn't either ever played or haven't played in a long time. And, uh, yeah, man, I just was enjoying playing the guitar. So nice. That's nice. It's nice when it doesn't have to be a job. Right. I can remember what got me started in the first place. See, that's cool. You've been doing a lot of that lately. Good yeah. for you, man. Yeah, that is really cool. Something eventful that happened today, it snowed in Orange County, California. Really? Yeah. It snowed in Anaheim, by the way, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, crazy. Never seen that in my life, this close to the ocean, to have snow come down. Uh, yeah, insane. it hit us too out here in uh, Riverside, San Bernardino. So yeah. any accumulation or anything? Not, not here, but very close, like 1,000 feet, which is very low for us over here. Um, yeah, the the mountain the mountains here are I've never seen yeah. them so white. It, they are beautiful, beautiful, just beautiful. They look it like powdered so sugar wintry. and a bunch of cocaine yeah. on them. It's awesome. <laughs> so wintry, so amazing. If it is, Raj, if you get the chance, I, I don't know what time you wake up for for work, but if you, it's gonna be freezing outside, yeah. let me warn you. But go outside and look at the mountains right about right about because you you get the uh, the sunrise. One of the most beautiful things you will ever see. Yeah, it's so Romantic amazing. But the, but the I, I used to work at an airport, so there's no tall buildings. Oh, right there, yeah. And it was facing right at the mountains, and I, I work overnights, so at like mm-hmm. 5 or 4 in the morning, right as the sunrise comes by, incredible. Yeah, the I'm, mountains here are beautiful. I'm very interested to hear what freezing means to you. Ah, that's it fair. Was about oh, if degrees. I could see my breath, it's it was about forty degrees again. Yeah. That, that that is fair for us. Like yesterday, I woke up; it was thirty-five degrees here. Thirty-five Crazy. degrees here is like minus twenty for you guys, bro. Like we can't we can't do it. It's just it's not a thing we do. Okay, like I had to wear sweats to work this week. That hasn't happened ever. Like I'm I don't. I wear shorts. I'm this winter right now. I'm I don't wear winter. sweats. Because I have a bunch of hoodies that I've never been able to wear, and I've been able to wear them. <laughs> hey, the Steel Saunders hoodies. Every single day, dude. Every West single like, day. Yes. Steel like, Wars hoodies. 
Check yeah. them out, man. For, yeah. for people in other parts of the country who may not realize this, mm-hmm. in climates like that or, say, like around Phoenix and places like that where it's exceptionally hot all the time, they don't have gas or electric heat a lot of times. They have heat pumps, which is just your air conditioner working in reverse, and it can remove latent heat energy from fairly cold air. Right. Mm. And then they'll have what they call emergency heat, which is just like an electric coil that cannot come close to it. So <laughs> like if suddenly there was an Arctic blast that came down, your heat system is not designed to keep your house warm no. in that case. Right. So yeah, that would be dang cold. Yeah. So what you're it, saying is they don't have that over there. <laughs> Correct. They don't have that. Okay. They don't have that there. Right. Gas heat, you say. No, thank you. That joke is going to be the best thing. I wish we didn't have the next, gas, like, gas heat with these prices. Here. Shit. Get the gas prices are crazy. Called jackets and blankets, folks. With these prices. Damn, <laughs> sound like the old man. Get off my lawn, motherfucker. When I was young, these my prices. dad like would get pissed whenever he would come home and my girlfriend and I would literally just be cuddled up under a blanket. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I told you that. Blah, 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 blah. And he would keep the heat on like 62. I like, didn't. You cheap son of a bitch. Come on. Did, I did <laughs> not me. even know that houses had heaters or air conditioning until I moved out on my own, dude. Oh, I know. My really? family would oh. never, never oh, turn them let on? me run either. Oh, yeah. wow. We have it running constantly here. Happen. Because of the baby, yeah. we have to have it at 70. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's the right temperature, though. So. Well, then you'll get to other parts of the country where they have two or three different air handlers and condensing units outside for buildings that aren't even that big, because right. they're it's so hot and their their yeah. electric rate is so high, they'll zone it out and try to keep like a whole part of the house fairly unoccupied. Yeah, that's so awesome. that they can keep it set. You know, during the summer they can keep it set at like eighty nine. Just enough to keep the like carpets from falling apart. <laughs> and this has been your HVAC talk, right? This sounds like it's crazy challenge. though. It's those a... videos with like the uh, like Disneyland and stuff with like the uh, snow. I guess what you we call kind of like hell more than snow. Yeah, yeah. there was there was it's hail. Like painful. Yeah, the technical term week, yeah. is grapple. Oh, grapple. That's not like No, did you see how white that mountain is at Disneyland? It's crazy. That Matterhorn. It's insane. What's grapple? It's like between sleet and snow. It's a new term they came up with like a few years ago. Huh. But the weather people out here use it all the time because we actually do get it. Although in, yeah. in, in you know, Ohio is seventy eight and sunny today. Yeah, yeah, you guys are weird. You guys are having like warm weather while we're freezing and raining and windy over here. Well here mind. we get up, we wake up and it's like thirty one. And then it gets up to seventy. It's a, that's, that's quite a swing. So, hey, remember how we were talking about all the Patreon listeners dropping off? <laughs> well, we now have fewer than that regular listeners left. That's not like a little Matterhorn joke there. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's, it wouldn't be so bad if, like, it didn't, I didn't feel like you were kind of proud of it until, like, you oh, said Oh, man. It. I, that one was – I'm very proud of that one. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. good, and I was trying to just ignore it. Yeah. Thank you. Totally missed it. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> uh, well, guys, th- give me uh, the shenanigans real quick. I'll do it as quick as I can. Guys, check out Synthless.com podcast, YouTube, merch. Everything's there. Profiles. You can see Eric wearing a Stormtrooper outfit. You can see Randy in a Spider-Man outfit. It's all there. 
That's it. How quick was that? Okay, guys, let's jump into the box office. We have a lot to talk about, so let's let's do this. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. Well, this is the what they do with the clickbait, but this one kind of was pretty severe. Weekend box office results. Ant-Man holds at number one, but suffers giant drop. Get it? Giant? Because the MCU blockbuster had the largest second week drop of any film in the franchise, but it still managed to fend off Cocaine Bear and Jesus Revolution, which both had strong openings. So this is what we got here. Ant-Man, 32.2 million. Cocaine Bear, 23.1. Jesus Revolution, 15.5. Avatar, The Way of the Water, 4.6. And Avatar's coming off, I think, out of the movie theaters this week, uh, finally. Until James Cameron decides that uh, he needs to make more money and make it go over another film or something. So. He puts it in 8K or something, yeah. Yes, 8K with water splashing in your face. Instead of 4D, he's like, I have added a new dimension to it. Now it's 5D. It's fuck you, D. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jim! That's right. That's right. I've added that to the soundboard, so... Um, I know we love watching the video piece, so I'll throw that in there sometimes too. So there you have it. There is the box office. Anybody watch anything cool? Because I have watched some cool shit this week. Let me start off. Oh, okay. We need a a non-spoiler report. Um, I finished 1923 uh, this first season. There's going to be another season. Harrison Ford, phenomenal. Um, I'm up to date to Mayor of Kingstown. I'm in season two. Show is getting better and better and better. It's nuts. Um, and I started something that everybody's been raving about Your Honor. Oh, we got ep- through episode one, very much breaking bad vibes so far. And it's Cranston. I, 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 what I, I haven't seen this yet, but I've heard that Cranston is straight Walter White, pretty much. Um, not doing being a drug dealer, but other circumstances, or other circumstances, he's a judge. Um, Trying to protect the sun. And I heard it's phenomenal. So I'm going to give that a shot. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Anybody watch anything cool? Other than Still working on Lost. Oh, cool, cool, uh, cool. Really digging it. I'm like knee deep into season five. All right. And uh, like, I, I still really like it. There's definitely parts of it that I'm beyond annoyed with on like on the surface, but I still like it. Just, uh, yeah. That's great. I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. That's the best. Uh, anybody else? No, nothing. I've 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 been watching that show that you and uh, you and Lorena got me uh, watching Alone. Oh, Alone. alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, they have the rest of the seasons on on Hulu, so we've been watching it on Hulu. We're watching season one, and the the first season. <laughs> so so the show is ten people are stuck in some kind of wilderness place. It's just an awful, awful place to be with the weather or the, the woods or the ocean is next to you, whatever it is. So they're, and they have to, they have, they take like 10 items, you know, an ax or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of weather, like an ax or a bow and tarp and other shit like that or whatever. So 10 items they have to survive until they're the last one. There's no human contact. They have to figure out their own food, make their own shelter. Just, 100% survival and film it themselves. There's no camera crew or anything like that. Mm. It's a really good show. Really good show. Uh, luckily, we because we watched 
they only had season eight on Netflix, and so we watched that one, and then we watched season one on Hulu. The show mm-hmm. does get better. Mm-hmm. Show does get better. So I, I if anybody's watching it, I, I reckon there's like it's a really I think good show. On the ninth one, was now, season yeah. eight the million dollar one or the five hundred thousand? Five hundred one. Five hundred thousand. Okay, because season eight, that location was horrible. Like you couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, the Van. That's in uh, British Columbia. Vancouver. Yeah, like you couldn't fish until halfway. You couldn't do something until yeah. like. Dude, yeah, gill nets to like day forty five. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. and you can't you can't kill half the things that are there. Right. Eat. That's yeah. 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 Well, no, but then season one is even worse because there's less regulation, but the the woods are just so thick yeah. and so shitty that they couldn't do it. It's kind of their it's just struggle. They're not actually surviving. I think like season eight, people built actual cabins. One dude had like a smokehouse for his meat and his fish. So it would last longer. And like season one, these people are just struggling. And I'm like, well, this is not that interesting. There's a lot of animals. There's a lot of bear encounters and wolves and cougars. Right. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. But I'd rather see somebody be like, I made a fucking cabin today. And be like, oh, that's pretty bitching. You, you might like season seven. I think season seven is the best of the seasons I've seen so far. Okay. Um, but season one has my favorite contestant. I haven't seen all the seasons yet, but my favorite contestant is in season one. I think uh, Alan is it. Me too. Me yeah. too. Where yeah, he's just he's just this random dude who's just he, yeah. He has like a quote from the Raven out of nowhere. He's just having. He's going nuts. You can tell he's going yeah. a little crazy. But well, he's that's just the best part of the show is when they lose their minds. Yeah. 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 yeah so I would la- I would last about thirteen minutes on that island. The first thing that I fail at, like let's say, like I, I try to fish and my and my fishing line snaps, I'd be like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, yeah first hour failure, and I'm like, "I'm I, I, I can't make it." Are you gonna try and watch all the seasons? Oh hell yeah! Okay, because Christine and I, we will watch like a few episodes at a time. And be like, okay, we won't touch it for like a month, and then we'll go back and watch a few more. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah, we just randomly, if they're like background stuff, but it's it gets interesting. Yeah, it's it crazy. Good. Yeah, yeah. The one dude like gained a ton of weight before he went. Because he knew it was, and then he lost like he went down to he lost like 100 pounds because he yeah, couldn't eat, yeah. So it's crazy, yeah. We should all do that, guys. Like, uh, like all six of us, like, try to be like, we'd probably kill each other for sure. We'll probably eat each other, I would imagine. <laughs> It'd be we've had this conversation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had this conversation, I think. I look pretty good right outdoors, away. man. I, right you'd walk away, away? They'd, they'd drop us, and I'd go, okay, I'm going that way, and I'd look <laughs> away from y'all. What are you Just talking about? You gotta be alone. No, you, they they drop you off like seven or ten miles. Oh uh, yeah, you're nowhere you near, dude. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, you're it's just perfect. Don't come near yeah. me. I won't go yeah. anywhere near y'all. <laughs> yeah, we'll be okay. Um, speaking of spo- smokehouse, uh, you were talking about smokehouse. I just want to give a shout out to David Grohl. Not that he listens yeah. to us. I wish he did. Oh yeah, he uh, did something amazing. This like because it's been the weather's been so horrific. It's been so cold. There's tons of homeless people out in Los Angeles in the valley. <laughs> he took a huge, massive grill that he owns a smokehouse grill and he uh for 16 hours straight fed uh, 550 homeless people brisket t-bone steaks like top-notch stuff um and and just 16 hours straight dude he just did it didn't like advertise or anything didn't tell anybody just went people obviously saw him on social media and put it out there but um pretty cool man of him to do that that's rad yeah he's just that in the, uh, somewhere in a uh, mission uh, in the valley, I think one of the mm-hmm. homeless shelters. Very very cool, David Grohl. Very cool. I That's forgot cool. to mention Amanda and I finally watched Glass Onion. Oh, oh. Yeah. and 
Hot Damn, that was a good movie. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I very much like that. I don't know why it took us so long. It's just it's something we wanted to watch together and find it like getting the stars to align where we could settle in and watch it. And, uh, we had somebody watch the kids overnight, which almost never happens. So, to quote a good friend of mine who I talked to today, he goes, dude, listen, I love my kids, but fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I feel you, man. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, we had a lot of fun watching it. A lot of That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, Ryan Jones is a great writer. And I, oh I heard gosh, that, yeah. that show that uh, is out there on um, Peacock with uh, Natasha. Poker Poker, yeah. po- 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 poker face, yeah. That one, I heard it's great. I heard it's really good. I'm going to do a pre, like a pre-bit little segment here, Boo, because I have some info I just wanted to drop. Hopefully, it's not any of your bits. Chris Rock, Netflix, is that one of your bits? Oh, the the live thing that he's going right. to have? No. no it's, it's, okay, good. It, it comes out on Saturday. Right, Saturday. Chris bit. Rock's doing his live stand-up show. Um, you can watch it, not live, obviously, on Netflix after it's on. But they're doing a pre-show and a post-show for all you fans of stand-up comedy. Um, they're gonna have a pre-show and a post-show with Seinfeld, David Spade, Arsenio Hall, uh, like who's who of comedians. So, and that in that you cannot watch after it's not live. Oh, hmm. okay. so that's why I wanted to throw that out there. Um, and then I found out that Spielberg is—is is this one of your things? The Kubrick thing? Is this one of your no. bits? Okay, good. Spielberg is taking over. Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon project that he was about to like, he, he wanted to do it all his life and he never did it. And he had the rights to do it, but Kub, uh, Spielberg's going to take that over and do a Napoleon like masterpiece film and huge epic mm. film, which is not a lot of movies about Napoleon really, right? Like I can't think of any. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, well, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, that was a game changer. And lastly, Breaking Bad's Walter White's underwear. We talked about Cranston earlier. I should have brought this up then. Went up for auction. You know, the famous underwear he wears while he's cooking his, his blue crystal. They were expecting three to $4,000 for the underwear, worn by David Cranston in his ball sackage there. Went for thirty k. Now, would you guys wear it? No. No? Okay. Hmm. Me either, I guess. Okay. And uh, that's it on the uh, other stuff. I guess uh, we can jump into, you know, what we uh, are very, very excited about, and that is some Star Wars. And I guess Thrawn, loosely, I guess, could be, eh, we'll get into it when we talk about Mando. Go ahead, Thrawn. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to The Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. Well, I'm tempted to talk. Like, you know what? I, I'm going to throw it to the caution to the wind. I want to talk about the Bad Batch first because I'm afraid we'll just skip over it after we get to the Mandalorian. Okay. Um, so real quick, I thought it was a really cool episode. And the whole gist of it is, is uh, these, it starts out with these commando clones and they're on a ship and it's like alien, right? There's a creature loose, the whole bit, the thing crashes. You find out that it's all based on these, um, like the clone, the scientists, the, who aren't the Kaminoans. Like they're the ones who remember who uh, took, uh, oh, what's her name? Is it Lama Say? Is that right? Lama Say. 
Lama Sue. Lama Sue. Yeah. Let me say I'm a Mama Sue. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's them. And what, what it turns out, it has to do with the Emperor and blah, blah, blah. But I'll cut to the chase. The, it's the, they should have titled the name of the episode Godzilla. And I'm really <laughs> disappointed. It, that's funny. Like, obviously, that's going to be the title of the next Bad Motivators episode. But uh, <laughs> it's the Zillow Beast from the Clone Wars. And there's, I've got these real weird personal feelings about that. I hated those episodes. Oh. Not because they weren't exciting, but because of just how callously they treated this obviously very intelligent, sentient being. They took it off its own homeworld and tortured it and then killed it because it was stuck in a place it didn't know what to do with. It just it I hate that. I it grosses me out. But and I realize it's a freaking cartoon, blah blah blah. But the whole thing, it ends with the um God, what's the guy's name? He was the the head of Camino. Hemlock? Probably yeah. Oh, no, the prime minister. Yeah, oh. thank you. Thank you, prime minister. And he, they bring him in. He's like, well, if you want her to talk, because she won't spill the um, the secrets of cloning. And there's this young girl clone you need to get, and that's that's the key. And Ooh, then the episode ends. Wow. So, yeah, pretty dark, pretty intense. A good way to move the story along. I thought that visually it was stunning the opening scene where the ship is like just floating dead in space and there's smoke coming off of it. It looked so good. Ah, And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite rad. Stakes are high. And so am I got me a rock and roll band. It's a free for all, but yeah, it was, (laughs) it was pretty good. Anybody got any hot takes on this? I I didn't see it. One of the better episodes. Yeah. I, it was yeah it was it was an all right episode the new doctor is a kind of creepy villain hemlock yeah. i think his it's, name is, is creepy hemlock. Uh, much hemlock. more menacing than rampart was mm. okay okay we have not we have a voicemail a longtime listener uh michael basinger um throws me off not the director no 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 oh. <laughs> but i i had a teacher by the name of michael basinger mr basinger no. is one of my favorite teachers of all time uh, and uh, he drove a 1970 Mustang, orange. It it's pretty cool. It's rad. It was a Mach 1, but... Orange? Yeah, it was awful color. That's a bold color. <laughs> and I ended, color. I, ended up, I ended up getting a 69 Mustang and I, uh, when I was in high school, and I showed him. It was pretty cool. But uh, let's, uh, let's listen to uh, Michael's... Uh, and it has to do exactly about this uh, episode. So, uh. Hey, guys. This is Michael Basinger, longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, I want to ask you a question about uh season two episode 11 of the bad batch if you get to it after this this is fine the question still stands um so we're just watching uh the episode metamorphosis where they claim where they clone the um the zillow beast and i had some rambling thoughts about uh cloning in the star wars universe and kind of what that means so we're specifically about palpatine and cloning so what we know about palpatine and and cloning uh up until now and uh there's a lot of uh, jumping to conclusions here i apologize for that but 
in an effort to be concise, I'm going to speed through it and then uh, get to the questions so you can you can answer that. Right. So what we know about Palpatine and cloning. Uh, Palpatine used a Jedi named Sifo-Dyas to start a massive clone army and then had Sifo-Dyas killed by uh, Count Dooku. Uh, mm-hmm. He gave tons of funding to Kamino to research uh, for, for research and development. He used the clone oh, army important. to destroy his most powerful enemy in the Jedi. Uh, once right. his enemy was dead, he turned uh, on the Kaminoans and had them killed. Right. He took the cloning technology and the research as his own. He cloned the Zillow Beast, and who knows what else he cloned. Um, he used this technology to clone himself and to create Ray's father. He learned how to become a force ghost or how to keep his own consciousness uh, after death, how to keep it separate and not have it join or become one with the force, similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, etc. So he used Grogu in cloning experiments, <laughs> and that's, in my opinion, either to clone Grogu or to research the idea of how to clone force sensitivity inside of beings. He cloned Snoke in multiple versions of Snoke and himself. He learned how to create a clone body that was essentially just a husk that could house his own consciousness. Eventually, he mastered how to clone Force Sensitivity and was able to clone himself and his Force Sensitivity and thus was able to uh, cheat death and become immortal. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's the wild thing. Unless they killed Palpatine's consciousness in the rise of Skywalker, he's not dead. No, and this is where I think all the Force ghosts and, and the voices uh, in Rise of Skywalker come into play. You oh. had Anakin, you had uh, Kanan, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mace Windu, Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. Kenobi, Yoda, Luke Skywalker, and, and a few others um, that were all in on that fight. Did they kill Palpatine's consciousness? Not Oof. his body. We know Ray killed his body. Did right. they kill his consciousness? Is he completely, fully dead? Or is there a possibility? And I know there's always a possibility that he comes back. <laughs> Especially in Star Wars. They killed his consciousness in the Rise of Skywalker. That's my question. Love you guys. Love what you do. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you. Oh. That is legit voicemail, buddy. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, you go ahead, Eric. King Tom, I saw you there chomping at the bit there. Yeah, I, I was chomping a little bit. You go I ahead, like, King Tom. I like the way you're thinking. Thank you. Uh, I like the way you're thinking, Michael. But um, And I think you started off strong, but you lost me when you likened what Palpatine did to making himself into a Force ghost. Um I recently reread the Rise of Skywalker novelization, and last summer I read the Shadow of the Sith novel, um, mm-hmm. both of which had information about what Sheev was up to and about the, the, the cloning process. And I think this is the best place for information in that. And it wasn't so much that he... Because from what we know, and this is other novels like the Revenge of the or yeah, Revenge of the Sith novelization, um, the Jedi let go of themselves of everything physical, and that is how that surrender is how they become a Force ghost. 
what Sheev did, on the other hand, was after he was chucked down, he realized what happened and sent his consciousness into a clone husk that was being prepared for him on Exegol um, and projected himself into that. The clone mm. body wasn't ready for that amount of dark, of powerful dark side energy, could not hold it, so he had a series of clone bodies prepared, and basically he would burn through one, move oh. into the other. And that's it, why he had so many of them. Right. It, it was not... And we don't know about um, the Snoke project uh, from the last Jedi novelization. We know... It said that Snoke believes that he had been around a while, that Snoke had been someone in the um, wild space uh, mm. portion of the galaxy, um, that he was a powerful force user. That's what he believed. I have my own, my own theories there, but I'm only sharing what um, what what the books say. So mm. Sheev really didn't make himself a force ghost. He kind of emailed his self to another body and and repeatedly did that now when he was um fighting ray was a little bit different i believe it says that that was his last prepared clone body which oh. was why um he want so his idea was to have ray and kylo kill each other and then he would take over the body of, of one of, of the victor so after you know he stole their life essence and regenerated himself, that was supposed to be his final body. Ah. And he didn't have, and this is my interpretation of the novel, he didn't have anywhere else to send it through. And he was, as he is, so confident, you know, blasting Ray with all that lightning that he wasn't thinking he was going to lose. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I like everything else you had. Mistake. And it's interesting a seeing... Confidence is weakness. Yeah. Was. yeah, it's interesting seeing where he's going with all this cloning, uh, but it wasn't so much a, a force ghost as it was projecting himself somewhere else. Wow, well, you that was a pretty amazing uh, answer there, King Tom. I, I appreciate. I that. concur. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I think I agree with you, King Tom. Yeah, same, and I'll tell you this, man. I mean, I realize it's Star Wars; they can do whatever they want. Well, more yeah, on that, they can undo it. More on that coming up when we talk about the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian. But I, God, they just need to let Palpatine be done. Hmm. They just need to let that be over. I don't. When I think to how my reaction to somehow Palpatine returned, it's like we have to live through that again. I don't. No, thank you. But still one of the coolest moments on stage at celebration well him coming out and saying that's yeah, cool but the way they saying. handled it <laughs> oh yeah it, it, was, awesome. yeah it was better than rise of skywalker friggin terrible yeah, that's man. what i'm saying that was the coolest moment uh but that's unfortunate anyhow um Do yeah it i mean get, roll it roll it again roll it again somehow roll it again <laughs> uh, anyhow Thank you, Michael. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really, I like the thought that you put into it. Yeah, right, oh, I did too. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I yes, do like the, awesome. the notion that... We're not that used to that here. All no, the, we're not. All of the disembodied voices that we hear <coughs> fighting Palpatine, right? That That's a cool idea. But, you know, one of the things is, is that Palpatine said he was all the Sith. He had all of the Sith behind him. 
and just the way Ray had all of the Jedi behind her. But oh, yeah, yes. that would be cool though if they could find a way to manifest like a Force Ghost battle, and it's like all the Jedi versus all the Sith. That would be rad. You could just see them all just like just go off. See, Something tells me they almost kind of wanted to do that. Yeah, like they were trying you know, to like, like a spectral battle in the like background. Yeah, yeah, no. It seems like they were trying to like the way they shot it and the way they, like at some point that's what they wanted to do, but they're like, we can't do that. That's way too much. That was in George's <laughs> original ending of Return of the Jedi, where um. Palpatine was going to shoot lightning at Luke, and images of Yoda and Obi Wan were going to pop up and block it, and then get into a fight. And I thought that's where they were going with. Rise of yeah, I did too. I I did too. Wow. And we saw the fan yeah. edit where they had all of them back there. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool. But Man, yeah. I mean, only two Jedi? I mean, come on. like You guys are being lazy. They had like <laughs> 80 Jedi at the point that yeah. movie came out. Right. They got an right. excuse. <laughs> That's true. Huh. Listen, talking about an excuse, let's talk about season three, episode one of The Mandalorian. All right. Yeah. Uh, listen, everybody's seen it by now. Full spoilers ahead. I'm not going to go over the plot points, but there's a lot of cuteness in it. Grogu ruled. My mom, <laughs> my wife, and I were watching it, and she—I don't know if she got a chance to watch it with the kids or not. You know, because like I wanted to see what her mom take on how cute Grogu was being. You know, what that would be like with the kids, because <laughs> dang, he was adorable. He was. Uh, Bo-Katan looked like such a badass, like, th- hanging out on her throne, you know? But her whole thing, there's a lot of... The galaxy is divided into two parts. The extremely hopeful and the extremely hopeless. That's Ooh. essentially where they are. Yeah, they did some upset. really cool storytelling in the scene where they're on the beach, and they're, she's making the little helmet. And what that does to you is makes you... It, takes you on this whole gamut of oh she's making a helmet for grogu <laughs> yeah oh my god this is a flashback and that's young din Djarin. right yes. i mean just the way they did it was so good yes, and then that was cool. you know in comes the ship and blast this they're here the mandalorians are supposed to be this amazing warrior clan and their yeah. tactics against that giant alligator <laughs> garbage or crocodile were the worst yeah. worst, the worst ever get out of the water it's get like water. just run oh run, you know run. what we should do just the jet pack the bleep out of there we haven't been able to it. affect this thing why don't we anchor ourselves to it with lines <laughs> nothing and then let a gator wrong. roll and death yeah. roll your ass into oblivion yeah, yeah. to the, the air whole time to the I'm air and then on top yeah. The entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, and he wants to join these guys. Why? Yeah. Yes. Like, these guys are the yes. worst. Yeah. Yes. We were saying that the whole time. Like, the, the, sorry, Eric, before you go on, him pick, don't pick that, that side. Like, don't pick uh-huh. the cult. What are you right. doing? Yeah. <sighs> we'll that get into sh- that in a second. That was I sure agree with something. you, Eric, though. Jeez, man. They, they couldn't, they just couldn't disintegrate the damn thing. Like, all of them at one time, just nuke it and be right. done with it. Like, What's happening here? So, uh, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, the the whole scene before he left, oh God, whatever the name of the planet is that Grief Karga is, the Grand... Navarro? Navarro. Yeah. Yes. Dave Navarro. Dave, Dave Navarro, Navarro, yeah. Um, Amazing guitar player. God, yeah, that's... What you, never mind. Um, but anyway, the whole thing with the pirates was cool. The... Grief Karga still being the super badass gunslinger guy and the chase through the asteroid 
field. I thought it was that was really, rad, really yeah. cool, man. And uh, the way it was shot, I mean, it looks so real. Like when he it showed him just like inches. I'm sorry, centimeters away from the uh, surface of that one asteroid. Just the way it looked, it looked everything in it looked real as can mm. be. And you know what they did with him bouncing out and the the Pirates of the Caribbean looking dude. Uh, the, dude. The, the pirate. But anyhow. <laughs> right. He goes Jerry see, Curl villains in Star dude. Wars. Yeah, Davy <laughs> Jones in this dude. bitch. Yeah. yeah like, he come goes on. And he goes and is anyway, he wants to head to Mandalore and be, you know, cleansed in the waters of blah, blah, blah. When he tries to get uh, IG 11 back going, I'm like, I thought that was kind of a goofy way to go about it, but I liked that it led him to Babu Frick and his pals. <laughs> yes. That whole scene was so great. Dude, part those of the guys are, yeah. Oh, so and great. It, like bad, bad baby. baby. Bad baby. I, bad I, baby. I loved it. Bad baby. I I I really like that because it's cute as can be and they're unapologetically puppets. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Love. oh yeah. It's so yeah. Star Wars, man. It it's is. like not nah, puppets caution, puppets ahead. I I really dug it. But yeah, I mean, no real minuses for me besides the runtime. Yeah, those, I really those expected it to be longer, given it's the first episode of the season, and they didn't do anything to explain why Grogu was back with then past what we'd already seen in the thing where it's like I completed my mission, but he returned to me, and mm -hmm. that was it. And whatever, more on that here in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, it. Anybody want to share any thoughts on this thing? Uh, well, I thought that it was way too short for the amount of stuff that they packed in. Yes. I thought the pacing was a little weird and off, and they just—it was how many plot points in one episode can you do? Like, it, I mean, I thought it looked fucking rad, and I thought it was—it was a fun ride. I just thought it was just bam, 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 bam. bam. It was just a lot. And credits, yeah. And then credits, yeah. Um, I that damn stupid pirate fucking green cookie monster dude. I mean, it's, it was awful, man. It was awful. As much as how great the puppets are with the little Bubba Fricks, it's complete miss on the other dude. You know, like you don't need to do that with that guy. Just have a pirate looking dude, like a Hondo looking guy or something. The fighter space uh, battle prior to that was cool though. That was that awesome. Was really yes, cool. that was awesome. The the space battle was great. Um, I don't even mind the IG eleven stuff. That, that was cool. Um, I love the they were, we're watching the space the space gator right now. Um, yeah, I just thought it was uh, it was just, just a lot of shit going on, um, which is you know what is exactly what we complain about when there's not a lot of shit going on and we say this was like a slow episode. So you know, I loved I, I liked the episode. I really did. One thing I forgot to mention. Uh, the whenever they showed the Pergo outside of the uh, hyperspace tunnel, you could see him out there swimming. The space whales, Grogu oh yes, season. yes, yes, yes. That was really cool. And I mean, listen, it's just a matter of time before we start hearing about the search for Ezra Bridger. Yes. It's just yes. it's gonna happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I for me personally, I didn't mind the the pirate guy i mean it, they took a chance i probably wouldn't have gone that way but uh you know whatever they need some 
bad that, that can be out there chasing him without it being the real threat. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's not going to be a factor compared to everything else he's got going on, trying to figure out how to handle Mandalore and the whole bit. But, uh, but yeah, I thought, man, I thought Bo-Katan's appearance in this was really good. Mm-hmm. Just her she's, anger about it. She's and, pissed, man. Yeah. She is not a happy camper. I, I think Randy said it best last time we were watching it. And he said that sometimes Star Wars really hits with these kind of like characters, like what we saw the pirate guy, and sometimes they really miss on the look of some of these guys. And I, yeah, I think yeah, like miss. more that it's like a fine line. It's so easy yeah. to go into the direction where it's just overboard and kind of like cringy, or then mm-hmm. you get like Babu Frick, or it just it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Anybody else? I mean. Um, I, I like I mean, I like the episode. I didn't wasn't really expecting much from it. I expected it to be like an establishing episode where there was mm-hmm. going to be a bunch of setting up what would happen and all the storylines that would intertwine. I think they had some cool set piece like things like the the Mandalorian fight at the beginning is a cool set set piece. Mm-hmm. The yeah. space battle is a co- really cool set piece. The only thing that really got me even more so than Davy Jones was the, uh, the, the joke. Um, um, that's using your head. Yeah, the joke. I knew. I'm like, yeah. God, that is so like not even like we're aware bad. That is just bad. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and I don't see Mando saying something like that, especially in that <laughs> situation. Yeah, like he just went there to get this thing. Like, did he trust? Well, that's and they smash it. That's using your head. You're like, fuck you, dude. Like, if I said that during a Sithless episode, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, how, bad, right that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Well, listen, he's a dad. He's Ex- making dad I was dad just about jokes. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's going full bore with it. You know, he's he he's bought into being that. A dad. That was actually kind of kind of a nice thing. Uh, again, if Pedro Pascal is being typecast as a mentor, <laughs> father figure, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the grizzled old, whatever, and the young charge and his young charge i'll take it because it was actually kind of cool to see him you know going over the dials oh hell yeah that stuff. stuff was great yeah. and you know he re- re- realizes like you know it's just like if you're riding in like my dad had a charger back in the day Ooh. and in barstow he would just blaze down the road and i mm-hmm. just be like holding it was illegal because i wasn't buckled up but <laughs> i just be holding onto the seat and just Wee! yeah that kind of stuff man it's just like it's got to hit that string, you know, or that that little note for some of mm-hmm. you that are fathers, especially. It's just or or parents in general, you know. Uh, there's a bond going on there, and that's what I liked about it. Uh, I liked the episode. I did not, man. I don't need. We just got to follow the drip to find that dude, the 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 green Jerry <laughs> so Curl pirate, the drip. So follow the drip and find him, you know. You did, He's going to do something. Look, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to hope. I'm just going to say, follow the drip, Mando. He'll find him. He's going to touch Grogu, and he's just going to follow the freaking... Oh, my God. It's like God. a Scooby-Doo episode trying to find the uh, the monster. And Oh, we got a clue here, gang. Yeah, he's got the drip. I just... Uh, I watched I just... a ton of Scooby-Doo boo this week. Did you? Yeah, a ton. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm it sorry. Gave yeah, me, like, it some was still weird, cool. Like, uh... It gave me like a Star Trek vibe when they, the, yeah. the shot that like when they introduced him, like it reminded me of like every like, like Klingon introduction. Yeah, right. James T. Kirk. Where he leaps I'm out of the, the captain's chair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. No, no, no. You will not. With a pirate accent. 
Yeah. You I didn't mind the other pirates at all. No, no. But my favorite part of the pirates is when he when they confront him out in space and he's like, uh, he says vast or, or ye vast or something. <laughs> a, vast. Like that. Actually, a vast. A vast. Yeah, he had, he had yeah. pirate lingo. And I was like, no way. I was like, <laughs> I know they're pirates already, but that's just. Oh, the vast, you scurvy he's, dog. He's, yeah, that's like, what I was waiting for. We're going to make you not from Star Spain. Wars. Like, come on. Star Wars? Yeah. Right. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah. My favorite part was those two little droids that were carrying around <gasps> Reef's cape. How baller is that, King Tom? How baller is that? I love that. I think with this episode, it would have been, and this is something more I'm giving away my own internal thought process, but it would have been really easy to set yourself up for disappointment because there was a lot of talk on social media about how you know, oh, they're not sending out screeners. They must have a because you know they didn't send out screeners for the first episode of season one. We found about Baby Yoda at the end, so there's going to be something huge no. in this episode. That's what people were saying. Or you know, I think with the Ahsoka show and that you know we saw Purgles, maybe we'll see Ezra or Sabine or something. So I think there was really a chance for people, especially Star Wars fans, being the way they are, setting themselves up to be disappointed. So I really had to remind myself going in, okay, just try to enjoy what we get. And, yeah, it was a really enjoyable episode. The only thing is, and this is just going to be a story thing that's going to annoy me this whole season, is I hate seeing Star Wars characters I love make stupid decisions. Like him wanting to keep joining this cult, even though there is no good reason for him to want to be in it. Yes. Do you think that's supposed to be like the overarching like character development of his character to like finally say like, Hey, I don't, this is my family. Like I don't need, I hope so. I think you're right, Randy. I hope so. I love how long playing it. Yeah. I love how Bo-Katan called them a cult. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Hey, was a question for you guys. There was a scene in the background. Remember that the, the fig, the, um, character that was supposed to be in in uh, episode seven and the const the constable, constable Zubio, Zubio, was he Zubio. was he in this i don't recall i swear that. to god out. you didn't stand out okay Zubio, if, if he out. No. if he was in it it's not something I okay picked up. okay i i'm I just wondering if that's a creature or is that his outfit or is there many of them because i swear to god i thought i saw him i could be tripping which are probably those little droids. Yep, there yeah, there they are. Little droids. I love I how can't they wait. just get dragged down the stairs in that one. Uh, so, can't wait for a cosplay. Anybody else got anything they want to say about the episode? Uh, Mando should have took the property. Yeah, yeah, he should have taken it regardless. Kid. And yeah, then yeah. he didn't need to like stay there immediately. Just take the oh, property. They did man. mention that Cara Dune is, you know, <laughs> she gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they did. They mentioned oh, her. They mentioned I, that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she got recruited by the special forces after. Oh, after that's who. In, uh, okay, I didn't yeah. hear that. She got okay. recruited by some fascist regime. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. Uh, that would have been. That would have been awesome. If they said but, that. But uh, okay, so listen. Let's jump on to this other thing, right? Uh, and this all comes courtesy of. Let's see. I just want to make sure I get it right. Uh, the. The a roundtable interview that YouTube channel Sky Talkers helpfully ch- uh, shared. So I'm not sure exactly where it came from initially, unless it was theirs. I but, think they uh, interviewed 
What's Filoni that? And Fa- they interviewed Filoni and Favreau. Okay, so oh. it was them, the actual them, because the way they yeah. said so helpfully shared, I'm like, that's weird. A weird way to phrase an interview they did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, they interviewed Filoni and Favreau, and they talked about that the timeline of the two shows, at, like between like that book of both, that actually lasts for years. Okay. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Now, it may not have been obvious to viewers, but there's a two-year gap between the end of The Mandalorian Season 2 and the halfway point of The Book of Boba Fett, where Grogu reunites reunites with Din Djarin. Okay, now, I think that that is an interpretation of what was said. Um, Now he knows he's been rescued with back with Luke. Now we've been two years apart. They're training. Yeah, okay, so two years. That's crap. That's the crappiest after-the-fact explanation for what went on. And here's why. When Din Djarin shows up and Luke and Grogu had just finished training and he, like, throws the the armor in front of him and the whole bit, right? It really felt like about five seconds went by. So are we to believe that Basically, that scene between Luke Skywalker and Grogu had to have been inside the first two weeks that he was there with him because he's talking to him about stuff that you talk about when you're first getting to know somebody. He asked him about Yoda. Did you do you remember anything like this? Funny little man. He talked in riddles and so on and so on. Is that what your people do or what? That would have been old news after two years. Right, whether whether Grogu ages fast or not, that's just crappy after the fact decision making, in my opinion. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe the scenes that we saw in that single episode span two years. This happened the second day Grogu was there, and then Din Djarin showed up and dropped off of this, dropped off this chainmail, and then left. And two years later, came back. But we just kept all that in one episode with no explanation that time had passed, no, even though he's in the same damn ship, and nothing changed. Okay, that's shit. shit. That it's terrible. It's absolute crap. And I can't believe that's what they decide. Now, if they wanted to say it had been two years since he picked Grogu up off of that planet, but until we see him at the beginning of this, okay. But still, that conversation between Luke and Grogu, and then Grogu learning how to jump, and then he bounces out and heads to back to Tatooine. Man, come on. Yeah. That is come. A... I mean, come on. You are fake news. years he learned how to jump. Yeah. Well, seriously, that was the whole point. And then let's back up to this thing where Filoni was talking about how, you know, season four of The Mandalorian's already been written and it won't be the last one. And now it's like, oh, no, there's no, like, converging moment between all these shows. I don't know where he came up with that just because we said it. Yeah. It, what the hell's going on? It's, I think they realize, oh, crap, there's a whole bunch of money in this. We can't speed through here. We really want Grogu to do this badass force thing, so we got to have some explanation of how he's managed to learn it so quick. Somehow Grogu learned a force thing. That's all you have to say. But yeah. I don't know, man. I just think that is bad form. It sucks. It's a bad decision. I cannot believe they did it. Yeah, I didn't know into detail exactly that is crazy. It's it's just so weird. It takes the scene cool. between Luke and Grogu and just poops on it. That's just crazy. That yeah. is. 
Huh. I wish I didn't know that information. Yeah. Shit. Because here's <sighs> the other thing. If that's all the further that Luke could get with that pupil in two years' time... No wonder. I don't. No th- wonder. This was yeah, not no destined wonder. to be his. his no legacy. wonder. Yeah. 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 Everything's starting to make some sense. Yeah. yeah actually, you're right. Like, Kylo was on sense. to something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He quiet quit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> a lot of quiet quitting going on. How tropically trendy. Uh, anyway, that's that's my two cents on it. If anybody wants to say anything else, feel free. Yeah. No. That I think that's shit. It's just, it's obvious that there are better uh, showrunners than that. So I I doubt very highly that was the initial intention. It just, it just breeds like a certain degree of cynicism when you hear him say that. You're like, dude, just, just say what it is, man. Because there's no way you, you would have allowed it to come out the way it came if that was your initial intention. Exactly. Yeah, don't cover it up. It just sounds like just covering up shit. Yeah. It just, it, it's definitely. They're better than that. They're better a, than that. Yeah. It's, it's a, an after the f- a fact thing. Right. That, I, I don't know, man. I just think it. Yeesh. Yeesh is right. Well, well if you see my celebration, boo, bring it up, bro. Think about the events of, uh, <laughs> of the book of Boba Fett. From mm-hmm. the time Boba Fett goes in takes over and then calls in Din Djarin to give him a hand. Yeah, it was 12 years. Yeah. I mean, seriously, is that what (laughs) we're supposed to believe from this? Because that's dumb. I'm sorry. It's dumb. Yeah, I don't believe it. It makes me actually look back at like Dagobah, like on Empire. I'm like, dude, how long was that? Yeah, right. Like how long was... people have been having that for a while. Oh, really? I mean, you you have the... uh, reality of how long like the falcon was traveling like i think that's like the thing where it's no longer like it has to all fit that yeah that's true that's true yeah because i mean they were traveling sub light speed that no unless uh cloud city was just a hop skip and a jump away from this empty dead space they were in (laughs) i'd say it was probably a solid six month journey but whatever man it just, I don't know. The whole thing's just jacked. It's, and when you start trying to analyze the timeline of Book of Boba Fett, right? So, yeah, Phoenix Shan gets gut shot. Mm-hmm. And then we see her repaired back. And, well, that happened before Grogu got sent away, right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she was there to help after she had been right. repaired, and then so then in Book of Boba Fett, I, I, dude, that's it's just so dumb. I don't know. Yeah, I bad concur. choice, but whatever. I still am going to watch the show and love it. It's just yeah, me stupid. too. Yeah, knock knock. Yeah. Who's there? Stupid Un- and it's unnecessary. Them. It's unnecessary. What I probably would have done is just never mentioned it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's unnecessary. But what that tells me is, is that either they've got something they want to cram in there later, or that Grogu does something that has to explain why he's so exquisitely badass. But they Mm. didn't have to do any of that. You know, they went to back to Navarro and it's been like all of this progress from a build standpoint. They could have just left it like that. 
Well, that and the covert also, because when we last saw them, it was just the armor and John Favreau and you know the lower levels of this ring, and now they have, they're on yeah. a new planet. I mean, I think that is the biggest sign that time has passed. But again, that's time from like the end of Book of Boba Fett to now, which is a lot more acceptable than the time that Grogu was with Luke. Right. So if they want to say that time passed, well, fine with that. Just don't open it up and say, well, yeah, Luke and Grogu and, had and a the ton improvements of time and the improvements that and, grief has made. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was just saying before. Yeah, yeah. King yeah. Thanks for no, and um, and and I think yeah. I think Struthers is right with uh with them trying to say uh, uh Grogu's going to do something incredible. What do I miss something? Did I do it? No, I just uh, no no. I just wasn't listening to Eric for the last forty five minutes. Said. Oh, <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, because like, they show Grogu doing more, moving more. He's even grabbing like a fucking M M&M and M off the table, spinning himself on the chair. Like he's willy nilly using his force powers. Those Reese's pieces, buddy. Sure, what, yeah, they're all red. Whatever, whatever he wants, I don't care. Uh, yeah, right, hit a writer. <laughs> hit a writer. <laughs> yeah, Grave Cargo has yeah. specifically red. Yeah. Yeah. He has a droid um, to do that for him. That's true. <laughs> sort his M and M's. Yeah, I specifically yeah. said no gray M and M's. Yeah, that's what Randy would <laughs> say. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. That's good. Uh, well done. It that hits you eventually. One. That deserves this too. That's a power up, bro. But no, King Tom, I agree, man. The whole thing, if that's the amount of time you want to say pass between the end of Book of Boba Fett and the beginning of this season, then hot damn. That's what you should do. Hot damn. But but having him Grogu be there for two years, yeah, pass. Yeah, that's all, right. all I got, man. Hey, man, that was a uh, it was a good episode. Can't wait for the season to play out, and uh, can't wait to talk about it all year. It's gonna be great. Speaking of great, bitch, it better be bitch. Oh yeah, it's bitch, Mike. It's bitch, I tell you. Uh huh, uh huh. It's bitch, it's bitch. Uh, I just kibbled my bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, boo. Oh no, no, it's all good. Um, you know, every time it just, it just, it just floors me every time I, I, I have, I have no segue it just really just stops me. My God damn That's mind. why I, lo- I, I do it. That's why I'm uh, saying, I'm sorry. I, your face is so, it's not, it's not perplexed. It's just like disappointed. Yes. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, just, yeah. It's good. The rest yeah. of us aren't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I bet not. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I'm fine. Um, Okay, so something that, that that's pretty interesting. Uh, later this year, later this year, a Stranger Things prequel stage show <laughs> will premiere. So an actual like like on stage like live performance kind of thing. Um, oh, come on! You you're not a fan of the of the of the uh, the theater arts? Come on! I am when oh, it's okay. good. Oh, okay. Well, geez. Well, you never know. All right. So well, I don't know. Be, crowd, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's really? going to be a musical about like oh, 11 well, and how they have a guy in, in a body stocking and a demogorgon head. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing yeah. around. That's The Last of Us. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so the stage show is called uh, Stranger Things, The First Shadow. And the this is the, the little the thing that they gave for it. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the play follows Hawkins in 1959, where a young Jim Hopper's car won't start, 
Bob Newby's sister won't take uh, his radio show seriously. Joyce just wants to graduate, and and new student Harry Creel arrives. Do what you want with that, but yeah, I'm excited. You know what? I'm I'm pumped. I and and I love Stranger Things, I, but this is like a musical. It doesn't say what it just says a live a live theater performance stage show. Yeah, but we already got probably the Vecna backstory. Why is this? Yes. The victim of Exor was rad too. Yeah, I don't know how many how many like live performances have you seen of like someone's car not starting though. That's a great point. I mean, like that's going to take know. some incredible acting. Right. That is original. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Some other things that probably don't need to happen. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery <laughs> uh, hopes that uh, to turn Lord of the Rings into a franchise like Star Wars. Some people are excited. Some people don't uh, want this to happen. I I just think what? I think you could say wasn't it already a franchise? That's what I'm saying. Wasn't, wasn't it the original they franchise? Just, they, they did that. <laughs> it's I, like one a massive amount of Oscars. What, what yes, they, it did. What, what's going on here? A load of Oscars. There's so, six movies or seven. Yeah. Is it six or seven? Huh? Well, it's nine. It's nine. Because you got to factor in the Hobbit. That's what I'm part saying. Part of the franchise. Well, three, three of the three Hobbits. Oh three, no, no, no! It's six. Three, the Hobbit six. cartoons. The cartoon. Yeah, that that's yeah, a tripper yeah, cartoon, yeah. dude. That's like that dude was on acid when he made that thing. I think they made books about the movies too. I heard. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read them. I've read them. Yeah. Yeah. an interesting those. way to go: make the movie first and then write a book. I wonder how that would go. Um, that's probably that's called star wars (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of you like the majority of you maybe not boo so much but i know the of the six of us Mm -hmm. you both you you guys consume star wars multiple ways Mm -hmm. you read kind of like jam the books right so Mm -hmm. i i think lord of the rings the tolkien stuff was the only time i probably did where i read the novels and watched the movies yes well, no. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say in uh, Game of Thrones, but that was a show. Yeah, cover to cover, um, all yeah. the novels. Sorry, I think yeah. I read Phantom Menace before I watched it. Huh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, those novels were out before. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, so this comes off of the heels that um, Warner Brothers uh, Discovery and the company that that bought the, I guess. Uh, video game and movie rights and TV rights Embracer have mm. joined together along with uh, Peter Jackson, Fran Walsh and uh, the Boyans. I, I have no idea who they are, but I guess they, Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh and the Boyans all worked on um, the original Lord of the Rings and, and, and the, the Hobbit Hobbits. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess they're all teaming up together in order to make more movies, TV shows, uh, Embrace had already talked about making more video games, yeah, even prior to this news. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like Lord of the Rings is, is gonna is gonna come back with a with a vengeance, pretty strong. Is Amen. it is it separate from the Prime stuff? The uh, no idea. They, they they didn't clarify specifically. They just said Warner Brothers and and um, and Embracer are just gonna the make boys. their own kind of thing. Yeah, hmm. so. Yeah, more yeah, Lord of the Rings yeah. is coming. <laughs> Anything in, involving Embracer Group is specifically for interactive media. Mm. Ah, okay. Yeah, Embracer Group is only buying properties for like phone games and console stuff. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
There we go. The Prime stuff was legit, man. Yes. Yeah, it looked great. Looked great. It was, it was, it was just beautiful. Pretty cool. Yeah. Done really well. Um, so there's been more news about the Thunderbolts movie coming out. Uh, Steven, uh, is it Yen or Yuen? Yuen. Yuen. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he's been cast in Thunderbolts. He's been added oh. to, to the cast. Um, he's actually, yeah, ever since doing um, The Walking Dead, he's added a lot of great film credits yeah. uh, to his stuff. And this is just another one. Some people he's are rumoring awesome. that he might be yeah. Amadeus Cho, uh, which oh. is kind of cool. Ooh. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. There, there's yeah. the other one, too. There's another one. They're, they're saying he might be the Sentry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh. I've heard yeah, that, that he might be the Sentry, which I think would be pretty bitch. I'd rather have him be the Sentry hmm. than Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho? I just don't is like it, Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho is really younger. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he's yes, like but that would 16. give us a younger Hulk mm-hmm. in terms of like maybe building another and somebody not know, for the, the other franchises, especially if we lose Ruffalo at some point. Or yeah, and also like they that. can make his own movie because he's not a, a Universal property. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. the Sentry more though. I do like yeah. the Sentry if he does that. That that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, something that's not awesome for a few people, especially Raj. Uh, Succession is going to be over after season four. So season four is what? it for Succession, yeah. Are you serious? Very much so, yeah. I was looking up Amadeus Cho, by the way, because I know who the fuck you guys are talking about. In my Marvel Encyclopedia book that I have here. Look at that. He's the yeah. totally awesome Hulk. <laughs> oh, Really? <laughs> Yes. No, that's actually it. You know, there's the Incredible Hulk, all the others. He's the totally yeah. awesome Hulk. That's uh, that's some shitty news about Succession, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah, sorry about that. I, I specifically got that one just for you. And I was like, Thank yeah, you. he's going to want to know you. this. Yeah. It, Damn is, it. Is the story wrapping up or has it been like some negativity involved with that situation? I believe it's wrapping up. I, I believe the, the 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 creator and the writer of the show didn't didn't expect it to go past like four seasons. So it looks like it's wrapping up. I would have to ask Raj though. Would yeah. he could, would it be able to wrap up in season four and be and be okay? You'd be okay with it? No, I wouldn't be okay with it. No, no, no. But like show wise, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it, it could definitely, it, it, yeah, it could definitely wrap up. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, shit's go. hitting the fan. Seems like every episode, but yeah, it's coming to a. Crescenda. That's for sure. Hell, it's the promise of the title, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yes. Eventually, yeah. Like yeah, some point the process has to finish. Yeah. <laughs> One true. would hope. Yeah. It's a great show, man. Uh, speaking of, an, of another, yeah, it does. Speaking of another show uh, that's going to be created, uh, HBO Max has ordered a uh, It prequel series uh, called Welcome to Derby. Or to Derry. I was about to say Derby. Welcome to Derry. <laughs> Um, it's a musical. <laughs> that don't do that. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> it would be terrifying. I do not want to eh, like a musical show. That'd be awful. Hello, my darling. Hello, I mean, he already does that whole little stuff. Fucking mm-hmm. anything HBO does, though. To be honest with you, I trust. If they they're oh, gonna yeah. do an it show, I trust what they're doing. Yeah. I'm just they don't miss too many times. No, and I'm just interested interested to see if this will be their uh, their Sunday night show. Because if it mm-hmm. is, if, if that's what it's slated for, then it then it should be pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got. And on, uh, on Pennywise there. It, and Cocaine Bear. 
quick oh, review. Yeah. We never get to it. Yes, yes, I'll talk about Cocaine Bear. Um, so the movie is the movie's good. The movie's good. You know, I never walked in expecting it to be fantastic or an Oscar winner. <laughs> you turn off your brain, grab the popcorn, and enjoy it for what it is. It's funny. You know, the the bear's doing cocaine. You know, you have shitty drug dealers, you know, things like that. So it is it is pretty good. The characters in it are pretty funny, like the uh the uh the ranger and the and and there's like another uh what's it like a uh like an EPA guy. He's going in yeah. to make sure everything's okay. It's just it's just it's awful. Not as gory as I thought it would be. So if if, if a lot of people thought it'd just be like kind of murder porn, not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. You know, not, hmm. not as many guts and stuff like that, but it is. There are still some awful, awful scenes and some awful deaths. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It's exactly what I wanted it to to be, and I was, I was, I was like, yes, this is this, this is this is what I was waiting for, and I'm a happy camper. So if you wanted to go see it, go see it. If not, you can wait and you know catch it later. But it does live up to the title, Cocaine Bear. There's a lot of coke. That bear <laughs> has to eat you. Is that uh, Alden in it a lot? Oh yeah, he's in the whole movie. Oh, that's great! Whole movie, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. That's so him. yeah, and everybody in it, everybody in it is. I'm a driver. Full. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fight cocaine bears. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's in it full bore. You know, there's there's nobody just slacking off or just you know. Well, I guess I'll do this. No, everybody's fully fully bought in. So yeah, it is really great. Good. I guess uh, like I do have a question. Um, unfortunately, this was Ray Liotta's last film. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Did did it put a good capstone to his career? No, because you don't even need to say anything else. Mm-hmm. No, you. because of the way it ends. So no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So is this a movie they could have a sequel to? <laughs> right. I I would hope so, but I'd hope it'd be a different animal. I think I saw on Twitter somebody put like Meth Gator. They oh. put it in Florida, and I was like, that's we saw that amazing. we saw that last night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of hope that this turns into like the Sharknado franchise, which is with different animals and different uh, <sighs> drugs to put to, to pump into the animal like mm-hmm. Meth Gator. I'd be I'd be totally about Meth like Gator. a Molly monkey. Yes, yeah, or like a Molly mongoose or like something. Just like that. They already have a Molly monkey. They do. In uh, what's the one? <sighs> Damn it. Outbreak. Oh, my God. Madagascar. King Julian. Oh, you're right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That King damn Julian. mongoose. It's a mongoose, isn't it? No, it's a lemur. Not, uh, it's a yeah, lemur. A lemur. A lemur. A lemur. Yeah. Lemur, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. He is on Molly, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so sequels with other animals, I would totally be down. That's yeah. interesting. Huh. All right. Well, thank you, Boo, for the bits. Oh yeah, appreciate. It. Yeah, that was good. So we will uh, end this thing um, talking. We totally forgot that there was a Last of Us. Chapter seven, Last of Us, uh, in the books. Randy, you want to guide us through this one? Hey guys, I'm Randy. We're going to talk about the Last of Us. Um, this is episode seven. Um, there's only two more episodes left, so it's getting really close to the end here. So this particular episode, we did a flashback, kind of like what they did with episode three, where its book ended between uh, where Joel and Ellie are at, with a flashback giving us a little bit of context. Um, I assume everyone who's listening has seen the episode, so let's just yeah. just go through and... Uh, We're going to spoil it. And uh, talk about what we thought. Let's start with you, Raj. Oh, 
Hey, thanks. I uh, thought it was heartbreaking. Um, even uh, the thing about the show is, you know, that shit's going to hit the fan, right? And it's just I'm sitting there and anticipating this poor girl dying is a rough uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and we didn't get to the point where she's dead. And that's going to be, in my opinion, really rough because we're going to get to a point where Ellie's going to have to kill her. And she's already said she's killed somebody before or and shot somebody. And that she didn't want to talk about it. That's right. right. Um, and knowing and his guilt survivor, you know, he's, there's, there's all kinds of things that's in her head. It's just awful. But I, I loved what was heartbreaking was she decided to say that I'll stay. And that was the kicker for me, man. It just like it was like a stab in my heart when she said, okay. Like, like okay. Like they're in love. And it was such a beautiful moment. Um, and God, they both played that so well. The oh, entire really episode. Acting. Just mm -hmm. amazing acting. Just the facial expressions that, that Ellie was showing at any given moment. And the kind of, I want to kiss you. I want to tell you the entire episode. And just doesn't. And then finally she does, and she thinks she's in the wrong, and she's like, well, there's nothing wrong with what you just did. And yeah, we'll work it out together. Oh, man. And then both realizing that they're both bit. Yeah, that was, it was rough. I mean, uh, so yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was a beautiful episode in, in the most, like it always is, the most depressing, haunting way that every episode is. And, right. and I love the fact that the flashbacks, the flashbacks were so cool. And I, I wish we would have saw more of... Um, Joel a little bit, but I think they played that thing perfectly. She wasn't going to leave this guy behind. She mm -hmm. wasn't going to make that. She has somebody that loves her again, and she's saving this dude no matter what. And and uh, by the way, uh, Pedro Pascal that says maybe two words in the whole thing, but performance, just him teardrop was ridiculous. Yeah. Him squeezing her arm, ugh, squeezing her hand, like intertwined, ugh. That was just, it was rough. It was great. Loved it. So that was my take. Who would you think, sir? We haven't got a lot of your takes because you weren't on camera for a lot of these. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the internet decided uh, you, you make a choice, audio or video. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just the, the thing about with you love these shows. They're great. They're done very well. There's a very serious tone. You know, bad things happen to to good people and you see this and you know watching these flashbacks the whole time you just you're just dreading for when it's going to happen you know it's you know her her friend create comes back you know after running away and creates this beautiful night just for them just for them inside the mall you know it's just them too because she knows that she's leaving and she wants it to make it as i guess easy as a departure as possible even tries to invite her and you just you just know what's coming in the end and you're just so sad you're just waiting for it waiting for it. and then you get to it you're just like crushed because it is a beautiful episode you know it is it is a a love that is that is coming to fruition you know at the worst time at the worst time you know two people that are you know in a pile of shit but they found each other you know which is a this is a wonderful thing and you know it's not gonna not gonna end well and i will probably get more of a flashback of how it actually ends i hope not i hope not we, that's, we that's, will for sure boo. yeah because i that's just not something that you know that i want to see you know but but you yeah. know how it's gonna go yeah um 
but yeah, just just a beautiful episode and just something that that you dread and you know it's going to happen, but you can't look away because it's just something incredible to watch. You know, just literally watching love happen before your eyes and then it's just taken away from both of them, which mm. is awful. And um, what's her name? Uh, the girl who plays Ellie. What's uh, Ramsey? Bella Ramsey. Bella, Bella Ramsey. Yeah. That how you you she changes from having a great night to the the fight. And then also, right after she finds out she gets bit, incredible. I was mm-hmm. I was yeah. sold. I was she's like, so her reaction, how instantly she's just distraught. I was like, holy, it caught me off guard. Because I was like, holy shit, that's, that's how somebody would react. Yeah, she's yeah, beating right. the shit out of everything and stuff like that. And she's upset and just, I, I was like, whoa. Because that just, that, that was an incredible performance by her. I thought that was mm-hmm. amazing. Sorry. And Riley too, like uh, having these actors and actresses, not just the one that played Riley, but all of them so far, you have 60 minutes to, to just fucking nail it, to make the audience believe the hatred or the love or, or whatever it is that they're conveying, you have 60 minutes to do it. And that's mm-hmm. it. You're not going to be in the show anymore you know, for the rest of the season. That's tough, dude, for an actor to pull off, man. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody they've brought on has just been phenomenal. I think they yeah. do a good job, and I want to go to Les right after this. Uh, I think what they they do a good job of having characters introduce a lane of a personality of a character. Oh yeah, so that it becomes it's not such a hard responsibility to convey why that character is important to the audience and to the character. They they showed an area of Ellie that you don't actually get to see in the rest of the show. You see hints of it, but you see like a very carefree smitten version of the character. And that's why it makes Riley that so much easier to like, cause you like that for Ellie. So you then turn, you like that character. And I think they do that with every character that they introduce for the most part. You get to even, uh, the brothers, they were an opposite version of what Joel and Ellie could be. So you admit you're you're going to care for them. You're going to be invested in their story. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. What you what do you think of it, man? Uh, well, uh, the actress uh, Storm Reed is uh, the actress who plays Riley, yeah. and she's got quite a resume as an actress. She's got a lot of great credits. Uh, so I, I they're just bringing this power. I cannot. I mean, they're bringing a powerhouse cast. The show is a powerhouse. It's uh, yes, it is quote a zombie show, but it is doing something more with the emotion and more with the interaction between two people. It's, it's a different thing. There's just something different about this. Uh, And yes, I agree with all of you. They drew it out in it, but they built it so well that you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew the tragedy was going to hit. You knew something was going on, but it was so, you're just like oh come on man like just just get it over with but it's like oh that's kind of cool too oh that's kind of cool you know like and then just the two different reactions after the whole thing is finally done and they 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 get through it and you know riley's like oh no and her thing is like instant dread fear stuck and then ellie's like what the fuck this is not supposed to happen like her thing is more of like why like this why the hell did this happen this is yeah, why not me? supposed to happen why this us? is perfect everything is perfect i you know we 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 confessed our love to each other finally we're 
I, I asked her to stay out of desperation and she said yes because they both needed that you know like mm-hmm. Riley did not want to go you know she had all this stuff and she's like oh you know this I'm gonna go be deployed somewhere on a mission you know it's like she might not come back and then you know Ellie's like you you can't go you're not ready for this type of thing you know like you're not ready to be a firefly you're not ready to be a rebel and like actually have to fight and possibly get killed or see somebody get killed like right. that's you're that's not you you're a fighter but that's not you you know um and then of course it just and then to just see uh Ellie trying to fix Joel and just trying to, you know, uh, not another one, not someone else that, you know, mm-hmm. she's bonded with. And it's just them two. And like you, every, you, uh, to confirm everyone else's thought, you know, like that she found someone to love or trust. Like, I trust this person. You know, the last step of the previous episode when he's, you know, uh, fixing up the horse, she's like, let's go. You know, she just like chucks mm-hmm. the bag and she's like, yep, we're doing this thing. You know, it doesn't matter. We're doing this thing. I, I don't know if I'm ready emotionally to be honest with like, I know not it's going to be think, horrible. I'm not ready for the, the last two episodes, way. man. It does th- give us some oh. origin. And I have a theory. Yeah. I have a theory about the show. So do where I. Where things I, are going to go. Well, I know I have a theory about a character and I don't want to even say it. And it's, it's, uh, cause I, I could I be so that, way off. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't even say your theory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, I don't want you to ruin anything. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I do think that this episode does make a good point of just like really landing why for the character, at least the way I interpret it, it why the cure is so important to Ellie. Like she didn't have that opportunity to save this person, and obviously she survived. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of survivor's guilt tied to that. And then having Sam and not being able to save Sam on her own. So her alone being like the Messiah isn't enough. So she needs these people for the cure and why it's going to be so important with her character, like moving forward. So I think for the way like people who just viewed the show, I think that will be an important factor. You know, what was cool. I'll go before Eric. You know, what's cool is that Riley, Riley uh, said, yes, I'll stay before the kiss. It was before the kiss that she said, I'll stay. And then they kissed. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was even cool. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, point. Eric. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, the way they played their relationship and that coyness and because, you know, let's face it, in the life they've grown up, there's not really been an opportunity to act like this. And I kind of, you know, they really telegraphed what was coming because one of the first things she said is, oh, you plan stuff. Which, you know, that's like the classic date thing. It's that's when somebody actually makes plans to take you out on a date. It's, mm-hmm. you know, what that the implication is. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is when Riley's talking about how, well, I had an f- actual family. And so I know this is a loss. You know, this is why the fireflies are important to me because I want to actually belong with people who chose me. Yeah, they chose right. me, and that's important. But you, uh, Ellie, have never had that, so that's why you don't get it, right? And I never really thought about Ellie's situation like that. I mean, because she 
was born somehow, you know, but I can't remember exactly if they talked about specifically what happened to her mom and her dad. But, you know, that's, that's Riley's whole point is you haven't had this. So when you see the reaction and the way they played it of after they both realize they've been bit and Riley is just like goes instantly into like this resigned depression where she's sitting on the ground and right behind her in the complete opposite end of the spectrum is that Ellie's just smashing the hell out of that glass case and just like with tons of rage and tons of this and how Riley just calmly says there's more stuff for you to break over there. (laughs) And it's, it's just, I think that that whole thing about how you've never had family before is what makes their two responses so different. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know. I just really appreciated the performance by both actresses. They, friggin nailed it and they're they were so cute together and it was just so real and genuine and um i was like happy for them and horrified for them at the same time uh it just you know because part of it too i was wondering when they would get to the point where ellie was bitten and Mm -hmm. discovers that she's not being affected by it so you know now we see but i believe you know raj is is right is that What's going to happen is they're going to sit there and wait for it to happen, and it's not going to happen to Ellie, and she's going to end up having to kill her friend. And that's what the, her whole thing about, yeah, I've killed somebody, but we're never going to talk about it. Don't bring it up. Right. And yeah. Because that's just, that's horrible, man. Yeah, that's I honestly horrible. don't think that's something we're ever going to, hopefully they never show. See. It's like, you know the end result. Seeing it, yeah. I don't think really changes anything. Yeah, I hope I hope you're right, Randy. Well, if like if it were if it were me, like and and I didn't want to show this on screen, what I would have is, you you know, you would just cut to it previously, blah blah blah, and then you would either see them sitting there and see one of them turning into a monster and the other not, and then just you'd be outside the building and hear a gunshot, and then you'd see Ellie come walking out just weeping copious amounts of tears. You know, that's what I would probably do with it if it were me and I needed to convey that this thing happened. Oh, and Joel did that. And we had that scene when Joel had killed the one that Ellie shot. Oh, and we yeah. Didn't, and, we didn't, and we didn't see it. Yeah. So, but I love the episode. Just the performances blow me away and the set. The mall looks so good, man. And a the really cool. A really cool thing about that set really quickly. Um, I, I listened to the podcast after the uh, show has come out. Just to get like a oh that's know, cool. the, but I, I um, to the mall that they used is in Canada and it wasn't a two story mall like everything oh. beyond like the uh, billboards of the first floor is all blue screen everything really? else is CGI wow that's pretty good give you an idea of just like the amount of like uh, craftsmanship and like <laughs> dedication goes into the CGI in the show that's insane. Wow, it never occurred to me that it was a real building. Exactly. Like with that escalator scene where they're going down, they're looking at a wall. There's nothing there because it's a, <laughs> it's a one-story mall. So like everything above like their like above their heads is a CGI. It's crazy how good I it think looks. the the uh the line of our, our reaction video is between me and Randy saying that you know it's real when the gap wasn't looted. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a clear <laughs> oh. sign that 
that this they did the research. If the Gap still has merchandise, yeah. then you yeah. know, yeah, that's People how it go. <laughs> Somebody commented on YouTube about that. <laughs> oh, Anything such else? A, uh, oh man, it was a good episode. Any other thoughts on the episode, Eric? No, I, I no, I don't think so. I just, uh, but well, let me just say this: seeing like what somebody recognizing in Ellie that there's this quality of leadership in her, and that the reason she's acting like a dumbass is because her potential is not really being tapped, and she's just lashing out at the world because she's angry about how, the state of the world. She's angry about her part in it and what she's been left with, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you see like what the fireflies mean to Riley and, and like just how different that is, but how quick uh, Ellie is ready to defend the life she was living in like right. military school for lack of a better way of putting it. Because in a sense, they've both been indoctrinated well by the people who are controlling them, so to speak. And yeah. I, I was surprised because I really thought that the whole point was going to be that uh, we would see in this flashback that what the girl was trying to do is recruit her. And that's what I thought was happening when Ellie realized that's what I thought too. the whole deal and that, Oh, you brought me here to like get my guard down and now you're going to you know ask me to go. But then we find out Marlene was already said no. So I don't know, man, I just, the, there's so many facets and so many layers to it. It's just, all of it's so damn well done. It just feels yeah. like it's a a documentary or, you know what I mean? Like a true yeah. life thing. Yeah. The characters are real and relatable. And the fact that they can be real and relatable in a scenario that's so unreal and unrelatable is pretty yeah. commendable for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, it's fan, the story itself is a little fan, the, the setting is fantastical, but the uh, actual like uh, character is pretty grounded as mm-hmm. far as like uh, how they're approached. Yeah, I agree. Um, last episode, I asked you guys where I thought where you thought the uh, show was going, um, and I, and I enjoy that question because especially with only a couple episodes left. So, where do you guys think the uh, story is going at this point? Yes, Les. I, I don't uh, want to throw my theory out there, but I'm going to say this. I think that Tess's last words to Joel are going to mean something later. The whole make do, you know, the the one where they basically say we got to redeem ourselves. I think, mm-hmm. I think something from Joel's past has is following them. Okay. And yeah, you yeah. said that last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder. I think. Something is following him. I don't know if it's uh, like a relative of someone he killed or someone he thought he killed and they left for dead and they, they're like, I'm not dead, mofo. I'm here. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's something, dude. It is something and it's just not not, not going away, man. I don't, it's not going away. It would I be a, it'll catch a crazy up. twist. If like because they have made a lot of points about all the bad things he's done up to this point. Yeah, I mean, even the one of the things they showed it in the recap of Tommy saying that the thing we did, we murdered people. Yeah. Quit calling it a thing we did. We murdered people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's my thing. I think that's where the show's possibly going. It's going to end up 
in that type of tragedy or standoff. At least something in that regard. We will revisit this topic <laughs> after I'm sorry. the last episode. Hey, Randy, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to talk about my theory, but does my theory batshit crazy? You or you're not going to tell me either way? No. Okay. No, I'm okay. not going to tell you, man. Okay. Okay. After after episode nine, I'll, I'll be more. Okay. To discuss it. All right. You. By the way, deep cut the Pearl Jam song, uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they used it in uh, all of none. I think it's called, and that's a deep Pearl Jam cut. Like people don't know that song, and I know in the video game, um, they. I mean, obviously, they're fans. Uh, Neil oh yeah, a fan. the, the yeah. writer is a big big Pearl uh, Jam guy. Jam fan. Yeah, really, really cool. Boo, what do you all think? The, where do you think it's going, Boo? Uh, that's the <laughs> It's not going to end well. I I don't think you'll know, hopefully hopefully there is some some I guess not not relief, but where you know all the struggle they've gone through is is for something. But I I don't it I don't know. It's it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. It's going to get real sad. I'm pretty no. sure. No. But yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something coming back from from Joel's past, or or maybe him. I don't know. That that wouldn't be bad. That's why I think that he's he's ready, or he seemed almost ready to die at any moment mm-hmm. before Ellie came in. And now that she's here, he's like, "Well, I I can't now." You know that that kind of thing. But I'm not. I'm not sure where it's gonna go. I, I just know that it's not gonna be nice and it's gonna be shitty. So I, 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 it's not gonna be like, yay, we get to, we get west and we figure out a cure and fireflies or, you know, it, no, it's, it's not gonna happen. It, it might be one of those things where yeah. they get there and there's nothing that could be done. Maybe you know they can't synthesize a cure out of out of her blood or something like that. And everything they've done, everything they've gone through is for nothing. Kind of thing. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Boo, hmm. do you think do you think Joel's dead? By the last episode of this season, yeah, I don't think I don't think by the end of this season, no, I don't think I, so either. But I think he he'll probably die midway through next season. I think. Yeah, give us another half a season of him. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't pull a Game of Thrones on us. Yeah, <laughs> right when we start liking the dude, and then his yeah. head's chopped off. Yeah, no, he got his <laughs> eyes crushed. Right. Oh, are you talking about? Yeah. Specifically I'm talking Pedro. about specifically Pedro. Yeah, oh, oh no, not yeah. not Ned. Oh, I thought we were talking about Ned. We're like, oh, I <laughs> no, like no. this guy. He's a good oh, that, guy. That oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the he's the hero of this show. And gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And gone. Yeah. Uh. Hopefully not something like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd at least like a another half season because for him to go out that way, I think would we're already being cheated if he does die. But for him to go out like that, be like all of a sudden, be like no like epic buildup of like. <gasps> I think I, I think I'd feel a bit well, cheated. Well, so I, I, I don't, yeah. way, I'd be yeah, I don't think he's going to die that way. I th- if he's going to die, he's going to die sacrificing himself for. That's her. what I'm saying. So it's yeah. something where where he's oh, he's okay. You guys are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one, no one dies ceremoniously in the show. <laughs> I know that's so true. That's so womp, true. Womp. Yeah, just him getting stabbed and, and blood loss and just. Maybe he gets like an infection or something. It like goes that. like Red sad. Dead Redemption Two style, dude, where you just get. Like an illness, and just kind of, oh, you're done. It'd be like That's Oregon funny. Trail. You have dysentery. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Oregon Trail. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. 
I'm, well, I'm excited th- to see how these uh, two. Uh, there's there's a lot they have to like cover that they've made specifically for the show that I think needs to be satisfied in these next two episodes. And there's a few things that they have to do in order for this to still be the same story. So these things have to happen in the next two episodes, and I'm hoping these are. From what I hear, the last episode is the shortest episode of the series, really? which is Great. wild to me because they can do it. <laughs> it's just like it's going to be like an exposition dump of an episode, but they're going oh to they can God. do it. Well, let me yeah. ask you this: We know that there's already another season. Are are we sure that season one is the entire arc of game one and season two is the entire arc of game two? That's what I asked last week. They, you know. yeah, they, they said that they didn't want to go any any further past the games, but I, but that, that'd be for Randy to ask, or answer because I just know they don't want to go past the games, but maybe this is not a season one is not a full one. one uh, that's that's what I'm full thinking. Episode one of the at game, this at early on, I, I wouldn't have been as quick to say that, but at this point, judging where they're at in the story the first season is the first game like okay. it, they would have to add a ton of padding mm. to gotcha. extend it out even like a couple more episodes and it just it would it would be a horrible cap so if they weren't to make another season and they stopped to finish it off like in the beginning of the next season it, it just it would make the first season just not make any sense gotcha. okay Gotcha. Um, I do think that they what they're going to do to get around that is they're going to make the uh, the second game plays out way better as two seasons. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, and I think yeah. that's what, how they'll approach it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, think, I think the season's going to end um, where, like you said, this is a story built on tragedy, right? The entire mm-hmm. thing is a story built on tragedy. Every last character we meet there's some tragic part of their tale and now i don't think that joel's gonna die during this season but i think that they'll get to where they're going and that'll be the end of it like there Mm -hmm. won't be a resolve on ellie's destiny it'll just be they'll get to the destination see it like in the distance and that'll be it Huh, but you know, I don't. We'll know. see. We'll see I'll in be two curious weeks. What you guys think? Because I do think it's a good ending, uh, but for maybe not the reasons that people would expect. We think, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. right. Well, thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Of course, pleasure. Okay, guys, I think that wraps up. I don't think King Tom's going to make it a season two, though. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. um, it'd be funny if, like, we we say the ending, King Tom just starts like breaking down. Because he's been following us this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, it's so emotional. Or just King Tom nails the ending out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're like, well, fuck me then. (laughs) Right. Uh, Guys, thank you for tuning in for 243. That wraps up this episode. We had a lot to pack in. Um, Now, this is a song I wanted to play last week because it's one of my favorite Prince songs. And I heard it the other day. And I think it's like one of the most underrated songs out there ever um, oh god I love this song and I love the video it's phenomenal too uh, Les where can people find you uh, you can find me on twitter at lesmore78 uh, you can also find me here on this awesome podcast and also on our youtube channel doing some sit listings 
Nice, thank you. Randy, where can people find you? Find me on this podcast or on youtube.com slash the Sith List where we do our reactions to the shows we watch. Yes, and that includes Mandalorian and The Last of Us right now and some bad batching in there, here and there. Uh, Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. Awesome. King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. You can find me on Patreon shows for our friends at uh, Steel Wars, Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest, and our Sith List Patreon. You can also find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky, where I will be having no reaction at all to Araja's dad jokes. <laughs> that thumbnail would be very boring, King Tom. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me right here, regretting that I forgot to mention that the carousel in the mall was playing Friday I'm in Love. Oh, yeah. Instrumental version. Yeah. I thought that was Love really cool. Les picked up on that instantly, which was a great pickup. He's the only person I saw that picked it up in a reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I I meant to mention that, and I forgot. Um, Check uh, out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and Dinner with the Healers, a blue podcast I do with my family. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. Nice. And you can find me at The Sith List, anywhere podcasts, I mean, anywhere social media is found. And also, uh, yeah, YouTube, and uh, obviously here. Guys, check us out next week on episode number 244. Up the Sith. Oh, 243? Oh, it says three up in the corner. Never mind. Huh? Mm-hmm. Of the Sith list. <laughs>